Salutations les auditeurs. Vous écoutez un autre épisode de Dr. Jazz Podcast. Et je suis votre hôte, Nathan Holloway, votre docteur en jazz. Et c'est notre émission ici sur The Dr. Jazz Podcast de guérir tout ce qui vous afflige grâce à pouvoir. Et à la majesté de la musique jazz. In this episode, we are going to be taking a spotlight into one of the countries most associated with jazz music, or rather, jazz appreciation. France. That's right. Many jazz musicians have either expatriated to France or found very warm welcomes from America when they land in France and go and play to French audiences. So much so that there have been many collaborations uh, between American jazz musicians and French jazz musicians um, or American jazz musicians who have delved and jumped into the uh, the pool of French-speaking languages. There are also many French jazz musicians uh, that have come over to America and made quite a name for themselves over here. And of course, we cannot forget the unmistakable bond between the French language and the birthplace of jazz. Talking about New Orleans, Louisiana with their French Cajun Patois. Some say Creole Patois, but still. So there are a lot of connecting threads between the French language and jazz music, and that's what we're going to be taking a look at in this episode. So thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your day or your evening by listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. We're nothing without you, and we do appreciate you. So... Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy these 12 gorgeous tracks that highlight jazz in French, here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Salut! Sleep, do, 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 
dee boo dee doo dee shooty woo dee woo shooty woo dee shooty woo dee woo shooty woo dee shooty woo dee woo shooty woo dee ba doo dee doo dee doo dee 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 ba lo ba doo dee dee doo dee snap ba doo ba doo doo dee doo dee dee doo ba lo dee 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 ba dee dee doo Toujours la même histoire, c'est la même, la même folie. Un petit les deux, des demandes avec de la mayonnaise. Qu'est-ce qu'il y a? Qu'est-ce que tu penses? Qu'est-ce que tu bois? Libidi bedoudoudoudoudi. Un petit, petit laitou. Mmm, des tomates. Poudoudi boudoudoudo. Avec du vac, du du vac. To do, to do, to do some more. Toujours to do, to do some more. Comme ça, la vie je la comprends. N'allez jamais trop vite. Vous avez tout le temps. Attention à la dynamite. Prenez garde au volcan, à ces gens énervés qui ne savent pas aller. To do, to do, to do some more. Toujours to do, to do some more. Comme ça. En flânant gentiment N'allez jamais trop vite En amour simplement Pour avoir de la réussite Soyez très très prudente L'amour alors viendra Se blottir dans vos bras To do, to do To do some more, toujours to do, to do some more, comme ça, en flânant gentiment, en souriant gentiment, to do.
Madame Bécassine, la jolie marchande de vin, elle a la taille fine et des bas tout plein les mains, la bien jolie souris, les gentils avec clients, quand clients veulent partir, les requins assurément, quand messieurs ont vit des verres, devenir très amoureux, mais Bécassine très sévère. Donnez-moi argent, messieurs, mais monsieur Bécassin, voudrait aussi boire le vin, tu sais pourquoi Ah, et il tourne les yeux, et donne sa femme aux messieurs. really great tracks man those are good all right <clears throat> so let's break those down what we just heard there uh was madame becassine by the one and only jazz legend sydney bechet and sydney bechet um was a creole from new orleans who played incredible clarinet uh, was really kind of known as a child prodigy uh, and then took up the soprano saxophone because he wanted to basically have more of a trumpet sound um, while using all of his reed technique. And he certainly did that because, oh my God, that soprano just cuts through anything like a laser. He had an immense set of pipes. Um, he was really... In his heyday, and in, in Louis Armstrong's heyday, the only one to give Louis Armstrong a run for his money uh, as far as being the king of jazz. <clears throat> he truly um, had a unique sound all of his own, which you can hear right there in that last track, Madame Bécassine. Everything's got this wide vibrato <laughs> sort of thing, and then it he can wail and scoop these bluesy scoops with the best of them. There was this little minor section that the song went into and it just wails. And Bichet is one of my probably top five jazz artists of all time. And I know that's a bold statement, but I mean that because no one sounds like Bichet. And in fact, Miles Davis is even asked, you know, pardon the term, but he, he was asked back in the 50s, it's like, do you listen to anything besides modern music? He's like, what do you mean? You know, And they're like, well, do you listen to any Dixieland is what they called it back then. They didn't say trad jazz like we do now. But he's like, yeah, I mean, good Dixieland, like, you know, some Sidney Bechet. So even Miles really liked Sidney Bechet. 
Uh, and there's something to be said there because there's an immense amount of emotion in his playing um, that you don't get from a lot of other musicians, especially of that era. It's also worth noting that Sidney Bechet expatriated to France and was known as like a musical superstar over there. You know, he was as big and as popular as Maurice Chevalier and Edith Piaf and all these other great entertainers from France. But he was born in New Orleans. So, and he uh, he died there too. So there you go. Um, and I think he also had two wives that lived in the same house with him. So, uh, Sidney Bechet breaking all the rules. Uh, but yeah, Madame Bécassine. Before that... We heard the one and only Blossom Deary from her self-entitled album on Verve Records. We heard uh, To Do Sim All, which means slowly. Uh, yeah, just a cute, cutesy little voice, but a great uh, pianist. Um, definitively a vocalist that no one else sounds like. But, I mean, you, you hear two words from Blossom Deary, whether they're in English or French. En Francais, and you just know it's her. And talk about a killer rhythm section backing her up. Papa Joe Jones on the drums, and Ray Brown on the bass. I mean, my God. So, yeah, they may be cutesy little tunes, but they they are swinging. No doubt about that either. And then we started off the set with the great jazz trumpet player Roy Eldridge. And we heard Un Petit Letou, which translates to a small lettuce. And who knows? Maybe Roy Eldridge is just a big fan of Brussels sprouts. I don't know. But it was a cool little tune. And it's a tune in French, just like To Do Some All. Just like Madame Magazine. So, um, yeah. Just Roy Eldridge is one of the most... Um, he's got this very energetic... Uh, almost frenetic kind of sound. You know, he's got such a swinging thing, but it's just, it's like trying to pump, you know, a thousand gallons of energy through like a little straw, you know, and it's just, oh, I, I love his energy. I really do. Uh, yeah, so we've got lots more coming for you uh, on this episode. Thank you so much for checking out Jazz and French here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Remember, if you like the Dr. Jazz Podcast, you can find it wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn, Podbean, wherever you go for your podcast, we should be there. So if you know someone who would really dig this kind of music and this kind of podcast, please feel free to press it on, on to them. And um, because we're not making a dime off this, this is truly just a labor of love, uh, an educational mission, if you will. We're just trying to put good vibes out there into the universe. Um, take your mind off the pressures of the day, because God knows we're all dealing with enough pressures everywhere we turn. Right. So there you go. Uh, yeah. And also, if you're trying to, like, hack these titles out in, in like a, a, a little note app on your phone or jot them down on a post-it note or something like that at your desktop and you're really butchering the French on it, no need to worry. We have you covered. Just go to our website and there you will be able to click on this episode as well as any other episode of the podcast and you can find not only the titles in the order in which they're played, the artist who performed them that you just heard 
but also the album artwork. So that way you can order, stream, add to your playlist, or if you have a local record store, please go support them and go crate digging. Go look for those albums or those used CDs. You know, support these uh, these artists' families and their estates and stuff like that and keep this music going. All right? Cool. So that's the agreement. Awesome. And if you like what you hear, please take a minute and just give us, like, you know, a good review on Apple Podcasts. We're so close to getting that perfect review of 5.0, and we would love it if we could actually achieve that with your help. So there you go. All right, enough talking for me. Let's get back to some more jazz and French here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. J'ai sangloté toute ma peine Il faisait sombre autour de nous Et le soir sentait la verveine Le front caché sur tes genoux j'ai sangloté toute ma peine Il faisait sombre autour de nous Et le soir sentait la verveine Mon cœur battait à triste coups Comprenant sa tendresse veine le front caché sur tes genoux J'ai sangloté toute ma peine Tu me disais des mots très doux Mais je les entendais à peine Je revivais leur lointain où je faisais des rêves fous le front caché sur tes
triste coup Comprenant sa tendresse vaine Le front caché sur tes genoux J'ai sangloté toute ma peine Tu me disais des mots très doux Mais je les entendais à peine Je revivais l'heure lointaine Où je faisais des rêves fous Le front caché sur tes
musique au-delà des mers, là-bas sous le ciel clair. Il existe une cité au séjour enchanté. Sous les grands arbres noirs Chaque soir Vers le saint Tout mon espoir J'ai deux amours Mon pays est Paris J'ai deux amours, which means or translates into English as I have two loves. And that was beautifully sung uh, by vocalist and guitarist Madeline Perrault. And it comes off of her album Careless Love. Um, yeah, she's a really fantastic vocalist and her phrasing is just so, so good. Um, Dean Parks is accompanying her on extra guitars, additional guitars, rather. Um, Jay Bellarose on drums and percussion. David Pilch on the bass. And on the piano, the one and only Larry Goldings. That's right. One of the funniest men in, in, in jazz, the working jazz <laughs> circuit. 
if you haven't checked out Larry Golding's um, social media accounts, do yourself a favor. He is one of the funniest dudes alive. Uh, I love Larry Golding's, and he just posted something a few days ago, uh, which he was talking about the tour that he's going on and his new album. And uh, yeah, and he he he's, he's so he's so real. He's so funny. Um, he, he says like there was something that his wife, he, he shared that his wife said, you don't see Brad Meldow out there making jokes. Why do you have to do that? <laughs> oh, so, you know, he's a real one. I love Larry Goldings and he is an, a beautiful, uh, an accompanist on to Madeline Perot on this album as well. Um, yeah. Careless love. It's also got some great tracks by Leonard Cohen and all that. So, but yeah, Fantastic album. Careless Love, Madeline Perot. Check it out. Uh, before that, we heard J'attendrai by the legendary Josephine Baker from the RCA Victor album, The Fabulous Josephine Baker. Uh, there is not enough things I could say to do justice uh, about Josephine Baker's uh, life and her story. It, it, she's just one of those sensational artists. Um, she went to Paris, was an absolute superstar over there. She used to walk around naked with a tiger on a leash. And uh, there was a critic that said something to the nature of, I saw Miss Baker walking her tiger through the streets. Uh, and I'm not sure which was more savage because he was given this ultimate compliment because she took no shit from anybody. And that's what's great about Josephine Baker. Um, she was also a civil rights icon coming back to America. Um, she was on, you know, in Washington and, and gave a speech during the March on Washington in the 60s. She couldn't have kids, but she she was kind of like the first Angelina Jolie. She adopted like 12 or 20 kids, some uh, just very high number and wanted to give them the world and every opportunity to succeed. Uh, she's truly just a kind hearted soul um, with musical talent on top of that. Uh, she is truly fabulous and she is truly legendary. Uh, if you have not studied up, on the life of Josephine Baker, do yourself a favor. Go check out a book from your library about Josephine Baker. Watch a documentary on her um, on on whatever subscription services you have. Or just go on YouTube and look up Josephine Baker. Um, she's an immense figure in, in history and in music. So, yeah. And she is definitively connected between the United States and France. So, she's just awesome. There you go. And then we opened up the set with a tune called Le Franc Caché sur, le, sur tes genoux, uh, which sounds really fancy if you don't speak French, but it translates to the forehead hidden on your knees. And if you think about it, it's interesting because, you know, we all have those little wrinkles on our knees and that kind of does look like a furrowed brow. 
of a forehead. <laughs> so, um, but that was sung by none other than the more modern, more recent vocalist, in, especially in comparison to Josephine Baker, Cecile McLaurin Salvant. And she is a fantastic vocalist. Uh, one of my favorite new vocalists, relatively new vocalists, out uh, in, in the jazz world today. Uh, this comes from her album, album Woman Child. And it, it features Herlin Riley on the bass, Rodney Whitaker on bass, Aaron Deal on piano. And that's just a killer rhythm section, no matter which way you shake that. But then you have her vocals on top of that. It's just, oh, it's something so special. It really is. And um, the thing is, um, Le Franc Caché sur Tégenot, uh started out as a poem that was written in the 1930s uh, by the Haitian poet Ida Salomon Faubert, a woman who, like McLaurin Salvant herself, developed her aesthetic sensibility while living in France. Here, the tradition blends seamlessly with the new and the bluesish poetic yearnings of a young woman of the past serves as the foundation for a moody new millennium waltz. And it's a beautiful little minor waltz. Um, yeah, I mean, this whole album is really fantastic. Um, it's got I Didn't Know What Time It Was. It's got There's a Lull in My Life. It's got the uh, traditional folk song, John Henry, uh, Fats Waller's Jitterbug Waltz. And if you haven't listened to the Fats Waller episode episodes on the Dr. Jazz podcast, you can go back and listen to that after you finish this one. Uh, they're really fantastic. What a Little Moonlight Can Do um, that Billie Holiday made famous. And then to tie up all the loose ends, she also is covering the Josephine Baker classic, You Bring Out the Savage in Me. So, yeah, I mean, Woman Child is the album by Cecile McLaurin-Salvant. Uh, she's got some new albums out. after the, uh, This is not her most recent album, but this is just one of my favorite albums um, by Cecile McLaurin-Salvant. And yeah, hopefully you dug it too. You know, like I said, we're this is what we're kind of doing on this episode of the podcast is we're featuring jazz and French. Uh, there's an inimitable connection, as I stated before, between France and the United States within the jazz music uh, circuits. There, you know, there's a lot of their jazz musicians uh, that have been inspired by American jazz musicians, and they've come over from France. And then there's a lot of jazz musicians from America. Uh, specifically African-American jazz musicians who felt like that they were treated more respectfully, more equally, racially speaking, uh, when they went over there. I mean, even Miles Davis felt uh, a, a pull to stay in France, much like uh, Kenny Clark and Dexter Gordon for a time and, you know, uh, Sidney Bechet who we heard in the first set. And he even fell in love with a, a French act actress, Juliette Greco. He was um, he was doing uh, film soundtracks for Ascension Paul Le Chiffaut, uh, the Louis Malet film with Jim Moreau, 
starring in that. Um, he was really well respected in France and, and went there many, 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 many times uh, when he would tour the world. But he felt compelled to make his music in the United States. But there was definitively a struggle there in his mind. And that is well documented in his biographies and autobiographies. So there is a certain place, soft spot, if you will, in the hearts of a lot of jazz lovers, jazz musicians, jazz entertainers uh, for France in general. It doesn't have, it's not specifically Paris. I mean, Paris is the, obviously the largest city in France, but specifically France. So there's something to be said there, that there is this kind of sweet little connection between uh, France and the jazz side of things here in the United States. So hopefully you're digging this. Uh, enough talking for me. Let's get, uh, we got two more sets. We're halfway through. So if you need a refill, now's the time, right? Pause it and come right back because we've got six more fantastic tracks for you here on this episode of Jazz and French on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Side of an supper table, so choose a posse, courtesy, a family of bush. Family of bush. Oh, bottle of a noob. Family of bush. But don't be don't be don't be down. Family of bush. Weep, weep, you do be be down, but you do be do be do be do be down, bah. Family of bush. Be up and down, be up and down. Family of bush. Why, bottle of a noob. Family of bush. But don't be do do be. Ah, tune was a tune called Ferme la bouche which translates to close your mouth or hush <laughs> and that was recorded by the great Buck Clayton <clears throat> jazz trumpeter uh, played with the Count Basie Orchestra for years also played with the Benny Goodman Orchestra uh, both in the swing era uh, but then he became uh, besides being a featured soloist with both of those orchestras he became a leader in his own right uh, with little combo settings, you know, uh, in smaller groups. And he had a, quite a successful career. Uh, he, had a, he was infamous for his j- after-hours jam sessions. And a couple of those jam sessions were recorded for, like, Columbia Records and things like that. They call them, like, jam sessions in the vaults, in which he would just, you know, ask a couple of friends, you know, to come by and just, like, Start swinging like Vic Dickinson and Eddie Condon and cats like that. And it's just, yeah, the dude knew how to play his ass off, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, that actually comes from uh, the Chronological Classics 1953 Volume 2 from Buck Clayton, in which is a few um, titles in, in French. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know... Just the, the fact that you would name a song from La Bouche, you know, like, shut your mouth, close your mouth, hush, you know. Uh, and that's why you got all the, the carrying on at the beginning of that track where everybody was, like, screaming and hollering and, and carrying on and talking. And it's like, from La Bouche, you know. So, there you go. It's a good time. was had by all. Before that, if you are a seasoned jazz listener, you may have recognized that tune in the middle of the set there. Um, because it's the bebop classic Hot House, written by Tad Dameron. And 
The performer there was Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, the great Bud Powell on piano, but they are accompanied by the Double Six of Paris, which uh, is led by Mimi uh, Perrin. And what's really interesting there is that they call it Le Manoir de Luc Guru uh, for Hot House. And while that was the, uh, this is from the liner notes, while Hot House was the subject matter of a further Parker Gillespie collaboration, and the trumpet player, and the trumpeter plays another latter day variation on what he recorded in 1945, ringing in the changes in a different way. Bud Powell solos here in place of Al Haig, who was on the original 1945 recording. His opposite number in Bop Pianism, who was heard on the original version. Meanwhile, the voices sing of werewolves. <laughs> I kid you not. It's for the Phillips label. Um, yeah, it can't even make this up. Uh, it was recorded in 1963. And, um, yeah, Paris, July, ni- July 8th, 1963. And, um, good night. <laughs> not only do we have... The, the Double Six of Paris, which is a vocal group, um, go and kind of scat the melody to Hot House. Then they start soloing. But they're not just scatting when they're soloing. That would be impressive, sure. No, they are scatting in actual en français. They are scatting in French. They are actually coming up with words and a storyline about apparently about werewolves in French um, <laughs> on Hothouse. Crazy as that is. Um, yeah, it, it, it's one of those, you know how you have just some kind of novelty songs in your library, your musical library? This is one of them. Because it's one thing, I've got tons of scat singers. I've got tons of great just vocalists who don't scat. You know, um, I've got great instrumental, you know, records. I've got incredible timeless solos on, on different records. But this is one of those real oddities where they're not scatting, but they're singing in French about werewolves. And it's a bebop song. And it's not just that they took the idea from Dizzy and ran with it. No, they're playing with Dizzy and Bud Powell. And it's the 60s and it's werewolves. And it's Bebop. Welcome to the Dr. Jazz Podcast, right? So you have that as cool and weird and wonderful and strange as that is. But it, somehow it still ties into our theme of jazz and French. So there you go. And then we started off the set with a tune by Paul Mizraki. And it's called Insensiblement. And it's a gorgeous piece. Um featuring the violin mastery of Stefan Grappelli. And Stefan is uh, from France and made his um, his big splash, if you will, onto the music scene with uh, the gypsy jazz guitar great Django Reinhardt. And... I really searched to find, I don't have enough Django that's uh, that has any like particular lyrics in French, 
But Django is definitely uh, connected with that whole culture. But I did want to. I, I did find this track off of the Jazz Masters Volume Eleven uh, from Verve Records uh, of Stefan Grappelli, in which is kind of like a, a best of that he recorded on the Verve label. And this track was was recorded in 1992. So really, really a lot later in Stefan Grappelli's life um, in Paris, France. And it comes from the album Le Grand Grappelli. And it, besides featuring Stefan Grappelli on the violin, it features Andre Cecciarelli on the drums, Marc-Michel Lebevillon on the bass, and a whole chorus and orchestra with the piano uh, arrangement and the conductor being the wonderful Michel Legrand. So it, it, it not only features one um, kind of French icon in French jazz icon in Stefan Grappelli, but also on Michel Legrand. And Michel Legrand, if you haven't checked out the album Legrand Jazz, that is a fantastic album that he takes all these older standards like Jitterbug Waltz and Wildman Blues and he brings in more modern musicians like Miles Davis and Ben Webster <clears throat> and all these like jazz legends and he brings them all in different configurations with these wildly different arrangements that he created and concocted for these standard jazz tunes. It's totally worth checking out. But besides all that, Michel Legrand is also a consummate composer. Um, God, there's so many tunes that Michel Legrand um, wrote. I mean, th there was, of course, the, the Windmills of Your Mind and, um, oh, man, just so... So many. The Summer of 42, Brian's Song, um, The Summer Knows, that's another good one. Um, Watch What Happens, that's another jazz standard. You know, He also did the, uh, the music for The Umbrellas of Sherberg, if you've seen that. Um, what Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life? Yeah, Michel Legrand is one of those real consummate composers that I, I don't feel necessarily get all the credit that, that's due to him. He should get more credit. Uh, but besides that, he's, a like I said, a fantastic arranger. Um, yeah. So two icons there in that one track, Michel Legrand and Stefan Grappelli. So hopefully you dug those lush harmonies between the chorus and the beautiful violin stylings of Stefan Grappelli. So Stefan Grappelli, Michel Legrand, Buck Clayton, Dizzy Gillespie, Bud Powell, the double six of Paris, yeah, that's an incredible set. So, and we're not done. We've got one whole other set coming at you, and it's absolutely a killer set. So, don't go away. And remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast. If you know someone who would dig this kind of music, pass it on to them. Do us a favor. I mean, all we're trying to do is make the world a little happier place. So, do your part, pass it on, and let them uh, enjoy some scintillating sounds. <laughs> of jazz and fringe. And remember, if you want all the track information, just go to our website. That's Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. 
There you can find out all the track information. And if you click contact at the top, you can it'll open up a blank box and you can craft an email to me and I will write you back. Might not be right away cuz life gets busy sometimes, but I promise I will write you back. So, do not go anywhere. Do not press go. Do not collect $200. We've got one more set that's coming at you here on the Dr. Jazz podcast. <laughs> Et 
C'est une chanson Qui nous ressemble Toi tu m'aimais Et je t'aimais Nous vivions tous Les deux ensemble Ce qui s'aime tout doucement sans faire de bruit. Passer sur le sable Les pas des amants des unis
the autumn leaves of red and gold. Oh, yeah. All right, three super-duper killer tracks right there. First, we started off with A La Ba, which translates to Hey There by the great Danny Barker from New Orleans. And it comes from his album From New Orleans to New York, 1949 through 1964. And that was Danny Barker with Paul Barbarin and his New Orleans Jazz, recorded in New York City, 1955, we heard a la ba, which is typically known as um, a carnival tune or a Mardi Gras tune because it's basically uh, a story of uh, decadent debauchery, if you will, because it's the story of like, hey, you know, I drank too much wine, I had too much to eat, and then, you know, like a pig, I voulez voulez voulez, you can gather what that means, all over the place. So, you know, <clears throat> and it's basically not being ashamed of your decadence, but wearing it almost like a badge. Like going, hey there, tell you what I did. You know, so there you go. Uh, As one should in the Mardi Gras spirit. So, (laughs) that tune is very special to me because I was in a band called the Voodoo Saints and we uh, covered that number live and it was so much fun to sing in Creole Patois. Which is another point I wanted to make. Uh, I think I might have alluded to that earlier in the podcast. There's a definitive French connection between the Cajun Creole 
patois in New Orleans and uh, the French language, which is super, super cool because New Orleans, as you know, is the birthplace of jazz and the birthplace of Louis Armstrong, Sidney Bechet, Kid Ory, Johnny Dodds, King Oliver, Buddy Bolden, Trombone Shorty, Harry Connick Jr., all the Marsalises. I could just keep on going and going and going. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, also, Terrence Blanchard, Donald Harrison. I mean, yeah, I literally could keep going. But anyway, you get the idea. Elaba, super cool tune. In the middle of the set there, we heard Ekutisa, which means listen here or listen to this. So, before there was Bobby Timmons, there was Alex Combell, which is who we heard right there. And Alex Combell. Uh, was a French swing saxophonist, clarinetist, and also band leader. He re- recorded very often with Django Reinhardt and the Quintet du Hot Club de France. Uh, his father was a classical saxophone player uh, with a band of the Republican Guard. And then he went on to record with like Benny Carter, Coleman Hawkins, Freddie Johnson, Oscar Alemon, uh, Bill Coleman, as well as uh, French singers such as Charles Trenet and Jean Charles. John Sablon, uh, as well as Philippe Brun. So, yeah, uh, killer saxophone player. Got some definitive Lester Young tendencies going on in there. And then we ended with one of my absolute favorite tracks, Autumn Leaves, or Le Fouille Morte, uh, by the great Duke Ellington. And it comes from his album Ellington Indigos on Columbia Records. And uh, here's what the liner notes say. Autumn Leaves is a deeply indigo number in anyone's book. And here, Ray Nance's violin is singularly appropriate. An alternative take with noticeable differences from that in the original album is used here. As he did on trumpet and cornet a few years later, Ray Nance played violin with a lot of heart and skill. Added to his gifts as a singer and dancer, this made him one of the outstanding multi-talented individuals in jazz. He bows sensitive obligati to Ozzy Bailey's two vocal choruses, the first in French, and takes one of his own in between. In conclusion, the anguish in Bailey's soaring voice leaves no doubt about the indigo depths of this autumnal reverie. So I certainly hope you've enjoyed this episode of Jazz in French here on the Dr. Jazz podcast. Um, you're very beautiful, very gracious, and we do love you madly. And so until next time, Sandra en Sandra, Poussier en Poussier, tout va bien maintenant, parce que dans les jazz, nous avons confiance. Au revoir, mes amis. <laughs>